The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hilarious. Is this an Archie's comic? Who's hotter, Betty or Veronica? Oh, man. Betty. We can't sit here and talk about the hottest cartoon characters. I would, it, 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 it's, it's disturbing. John, by the way, has looked it up. Drawing sexual arousal to cartoon characters. How about that? I think Rod would do a great interview with an expert on people attracted to cartoon characters. Not happening. It's a sports show. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Uh, it sure is. Welcome to hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show. I wonder if we can have any more fun in hour two than we did in hour one. Woo, doggy. Producer Clark informing me that um, Darren Moose DuPont is not with us quite as we lift the lid into hour two. But I think you and I can handle it until he does. He was tied up with something else. As you can see, we're in the South Florida studio. And... and yeah, doesn't take much. Okay, here's Moose. We can bring him in. A friend of mine, you know Bob, my sponsor Bob, I was talking to him recently, and he asked me, Darren, if how it was going over here in South Florida that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the only team left in the NFL playoffs from the state of Florida. And I said, you know, Bob, you wouldn't believe it. It's the wildest thing. They don't spit-talk each other down here. They don't care. They don't talk noise about Tampa. Not even... When it comes to hockey teams or NFL, they don't. I think we brought this up on the air. They love Tom Brady here. I think they loved him when he was playing for Tampa Bay, a rival team. It has a little to do with the region, but people just aren't wound up and gnarly and mean here. You know, they're like, go, go Bucks. You see as much Buccaneers stuff around here, almost as much in South Florida as you do Dolphins. They, they didn't get that wound up about it. But the fact of the matter is we're asking our audience today, who you cheering for the rest of the way in the NFL playoffs? And that'll probably be, spoiler alert, our poll question tomorrow because we are down to the final four. But Ron Thompson in Calgary writes in on the 902 line, and he says, Detroit for sure. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm going Detroit. You? Detroit, 100%. They're America's team. Sorry, Jera. And uh, by the way, yes, the RP show will be at Super Bowl. I'm trying to stay on top of this because <laughs> things are moving as we go. But you know that quarterback that I was asked to find accommodations for? Before I even could talk to my guy that I'm, where I'm staying on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, uh, the organization that I'm dealing with that I will be a part of a Super Bowl event came to me and said, oh, yeah, it's not just him. He's got a family of five. I said, I don't even need to ask. No. Uh, there goes that. I, 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 yeah, I admire you asking and putting it out there, but I'm not going to ask my friend to bring along a quarterback and his wife and three kids. I wouldn't do that. So I don't, need to, I don't even need to ask. So that's all gone on since we've been on the air. I don't think that that's too rude. It's actually wild, though. Darren, if people want to have a little peek behind the curtain of how things work in the real big leagues. As I sit here today, I told you this morning, I think, that we've booked 
the fl when I say me, we, Serena and I have booked my flight to Vegas for Super Bowl. And I got my own hotel for the first few nights, but I don't know yet if I'm going to be on Radio Row or not. I got an email last week from the NFL, did I tell you this, saying, we're still deciding. So we'll let you know. I said to her, I would, can you imagine being somebody waiting to decide if you're going to go or not? It's three weeks away. I know. So my thing is, I, I got my hotel, I'll do the show, worst yeah. comes to worst, by the pool, because I've stayed there before, I'll set the gear up and I'll just have our guests come poolside. That might even be better than Radio Row, it's kind of what we did in L.A. a couple of years ago, right? But I'm like, can you imagine? But it's the NFL. So they do whatever the hell they want, and they know it. I know. Right? I know. And to the organizer, who do they think your friend is that you got space for him and a family well, of five? You asked me, by the way, how good a friend this is. I, he's good enough. For, I've been at his house before in Vegas, so I know how much room he has. He might have had another room for the quarterback. He doesn't have a room for his family of five. But I'll never forget the one time I was having supper at my friend's house. The phone rang, and I'm like, I got to take this outside, guys. So I ran outside. Johnny Athens was on the other line, other end of the line. Oh, it was a friend of Johnny Athens. Dennis, he's, are you alone? I'm like, no, get alone. Okay. I run outside of my, and bare feet, I'm standing on the lawn. He goes, on Friday, meet the car at this address. The car will pick you up, and you're going to go on the Vegas tour. I said, excuse me, what's the Vegas tour? Don't ask, don't ask questions. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable with it. I'd like to know where I'm going. Don't worry about it. The car will be there to pick you up Friday afternoon at this. I said, eh, I don't think I want to do this. And don't I ended get up in not the car. <laughs> no. And that was the last time that I was at my friend's house in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's just That it's is the adult version of, hey, kids, I've got some candy. Come in my van. <laughs> the Vegas tour. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. And I said, can you please tell me what the Vegas tour is? Give me some idea. They said, just when you think it ends, it doesn't end. I said, yeah, I said, I'm a grown man, father of three. I don't need to know what's, I'm not guessing what's behind door number three. No, thanks. And then they got mad at me, which is fine. I can handle it. Um, Ron, but by the way, with Ron in Calgary, he's, he's uh, responding to our poll question today. It is good move or bad move by the Edmonton Oilers to sign Corey Perry. That's the news of the day. Officially announced this morning, Corey Perry is an Edmonton Oiler for the rest of the season. Our poll question is for our friends at Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. And I'll say this again, the results are around 50, 50, 60, 40 uh, to the good. The, the vet, slight majority saying this is a good move. And, um, yeah, it's funny. I had a guy in, in somewhere in Saskatchewan write me on Twitter and go, why do you even care, Rod? You're a Panthers fan now. I'm like... I don't really, but Serena's the huge Oilers fan, and she's just speaking from her heart. That's what people like us do, speaking from our heart. She didn't, she didn't like Corey Perry. It goes back to the Anaheim days where she used to live. But Ken Holland, I find this very interesting. The general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, I trust that he knows what he's doing. 
So we can have this poll. I don't think he cares what we say or what we think. I'm pretty sure about that. You? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. You know, their poll question, the Oilers are happy to sign uh, Corey Perry. Then they're happy with it. We went through the same thing with Evander Kane, the exact same thing. If you're happy and the team's comfortable, they put Evander Kane right into that locker room. Everybody said he's going to throw McDavid off and Dreisaitl off, and this team's going to start fighting with each other. The locker room is solid. The locker room is solid. I think they can handle it. Um, I mean, my first question is why? As you said, you know, why mess with this? You're the best team in the league right now or playing like it, winning all these games. Um, why? But better is better. That's sticking with me. You said that well, from, you know, the old coach. So maybe he had. <laughs> it was Bob Vespasiani. Oh, what a beauty. Bobby v. Bobby v. The former head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. We had him as assistant GM. Massachusetts guy. Bobby. Ah, I wish I could remember. (laughs) He was a real (laughs) character. But I've sat around on the buses at the front of the bus with the coaches. My dad having worked in the NHL for 26 years. That's how they think. If we can find any possible way to get better talent-wise, let's do it. And by the way, just to switch gears on the Roa thing, because that news broke Saturday, officially announced Sunday, and I have it here, Bo Horvat scoring in overtime, 41 seconds into overtime as the New York Islanders won the first game under Patrick Waugh, 3-2 over the Dallas Stars. Let's just have a look at the uh, National Hockey League standings. The Islanders are right there, two points behind Tampa for the final playoff spot of the East. And reminder, we got a half a season to go. Here we go again with another coach firing, and I'll be honest with you. Last we heard of Patrick Watt, and I'm pretty close to Patrick's camp. This one came out of the blue, like right out of the blue from everybody. What did you think when you first heard the the news of it? Same thing. I was like, wait, what? Like I thought Lane Lambert (laughs) would have a little longer leash and where they would go. Um, You know, obviously they feel like the Islanders are underperforming and have a chance to do something this spring and want to make that move. Um, I had somebody text me over the weekend asking me what I thought of the, the WAS signing, and I didn't get back to them right away, obviously busy with the curling. But, you know, they thought, they said, isn't he a loose cannon? Isn't he a little crazy and hot-headed? And I'm like, yeah, but that can be a good thing. And clearly he has an ability to relate to the younger player right now. He did a good job with Nathan McKinnon when he was there in, in Colorado. Um, what he's done with the Quebec Rempart, winning there and, you know, doing well with the young players of the game today. So clearly he's evolving and back in the National Hockey League for a second time. I think it's good. I think it's good and exciting. And I think it's uh, uh, Isles fans should be pretty happy. Well, when they were here, it was a close game in South Florida. I'm trying to remember who won it. It felt like it was a goal either way. But the buzz in the press box is, but this wasn't. This isn't a good team. I think you remember me saying that. This is from the NHL alum, the management. They're in the press box. They're like Lane Lambert is getting every possible thing he can get out of this team because they're not very good. So this firing is Lou Lamarillo trying to wring even more out of a not very talented lineup that he's got there with the New York Islanders. By the way, it's 111 Eastern. I'm just throwing that out there, Moose, for those that are into numerology and. 
beautiful. As I told you, I met with my advisor on the weekend and uh, with this and Serena too. And the lady was like, okay, you got what you wanted. Now, what do you want next? I'm like, I, I never stopped to think about it. Well, do you want to think about it? Okay. <laughs> uh, from Brent watching in Wellington, Florida, he says a little <laughs> Uncle Eddie gambling off the strip. Uh, the, Randy Quaid has got to come to Super Bowl in his white leather shoes and his leisure suit, right? Just to hang out, Randy Quaid's got to be there. Absolutely. Real nice, Clark. Something real nice, Clark. Hell yes. Uh, John Ohm. Thank you for showing up, John. Oh, here it is. I think, John. before you hit the... Uh-huh. That's got to be a sound. I know we got Rick Regan on the, on the button, but Clark's got to grab that audio from the movie and have that on the queue. Up real nice, Clark. Uh, John Holmes says, poolside is the way to go, Rod. Spice it up, bro. Uh, I could tell you a lot of fantastic stories. Of that particular pool, I was dangling my legs in it with Camco. And, uh, you know, Camco. Pass. Him and his wife were going to go to the Michael Jackson show that night at uh, Mandalay Bay, I think. And me and my wife were not going to do, we're going to do something else. By the time the afternoon was over, Camco's wife and mine went to the Michael Jackson show. Him and I hit the strip. I was still <laughs> drinking then, Darren. Did I ever tell you that story? The pepper no. mill. Look it up. The pepper mill. And uh, Perry Nias was with us. And as we got to Mickey Gillies Country Bar, it was like a scene from Weekend of Bernie's. We had to like, we're trying to revive Cam in the back of a limo to get him up to get into the bar. And he, was, he wasn't coming too. So we, we dragged him along and I grabbed him by the back of the hair and pulled his head up as we went past the bouncers and they weren't even paying <laughs> attention. It, it didn't even matter. But anyways, I ended up getting thrown out for jumping on the mechanical bull. No that way. was not in service. Yeah, I jumped on it and started kicking it. And uh, I guess yeah. they didn't like that. <laughs> yeah! Let's get this thing going! Yeah. They didn't like that. Uh. Uh, yeah, Brent from Wellington says the Islanders won 4-3, Rod. Thank you. I knew it was a close game. And maybe that was the word after the game. The hockey guys were like, this is not a good Islanders team. Lane Lambert's getting everything out of this team that he possibly can. And now he got fired. Uh, where else are we going from here? We, oh, Jeff Reinbold's coming up. You know what? We got time to play our NHL uh, breakaway bets. Let's do it right now. Because you're done after this. Okay? And there are only six right. games in the NHL tonight. So let's go for our official betting partner, BetRegal. Sign up for free. The, join their club at BetRegal.ca. Start playing today. Tonight, the Winnipeg Jets are at the Boston Bruins. This is the marquee game of the night. Who do you have winning, Moose? Winnipeg Jets. Is that right? Yeah. I'll take the Boston Bruins. I'll take the Boston All Bruins. Right. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights at the New Jersey Devils. Who you got? I'll take the Golden Knights. Uh, that's two of us. 
the Florida Panthers at the Nashville Predators. Pr uh, Panthers have to snap this four-game slide. Who wins? Yeah, I think they'll do it tonight. Give me Florida. Okay, I'll take them to Pittsburgh at Arizona. Um, I like Pittsburgh. Okay, I am. I like Arizona, so that works out well. Chicago at Vancouver. This one doesn't need to be close. Who do you no, like? Vancouver. Yeah, that's two of us. And the San Jose Sharks at the L.A. Kings. Who do you like? I like L.A. Uh, times two. Okay, Moose, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Au revoir. Coach, Coach Reinbold slides in next. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hi, everybody. Yes, indeedy. We're back at it. No Coach Reinbold right now. Uh, that's okay. We got so much to get to by the time he joins us. Hopefully we've got it all covered by then. But I do want to remind you, if you didn't know, that Canada's best men's curling teams are thick into their season and they all have their eyes on a trip to Regina for the 2024 Montana's Briar presented by AGI. And you can join them. Gushu's confirmed already, right? I know Matt Dunstone is for sure a Saskatchewan favorite who will be curling out of Manitoba. But the tickets are on sale now, single draw tickets, and they range in price from $24 to $70, depending on the draw and where your seat is in that beautiful facility. The one which somebody said to me once, you grew up in here. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> Youth tickets are just $9.99. Curling Canada is committed to providing affordable options so the entire family can enjoy this world-class event. Get your tickets now curling.ca slash tickets. I'm hoping to see you there. Um, 902-518-3033, the number to text us on the Sober Carpenter text line. Rick Sawatsky is watching in Martinsville. Hey, Rick, have you got uh, your Briar tickets yet? He says, how about them aisles on the way back to previous glory under the legend, Patrick Watt? I'm afraid to tell you that unless he's going to play goal, they're not winning anything anytime soon. Don't shoot the messenger. From the sports wire, they're down to the final four in the NFL playoffs. The Detroit Lions, who beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-23 Sunday, will visit the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday in the NFC Championship Final, while the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs 
who wedged the Buffalo Bills 27-24 last night, visit the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday in the AFC Championship Final. The winners meet in the Super Bowl, February 11th in Las Vegas. Another curling note, Rachel Holman of Ottawa engineered a steal of one in an extra end Sunday to edge Sylvana Taranzoni's Switzerland squad 5-4 in the Women's Grand Slam of Curling Co-op Canadian Open Final in Red Deer, Alberta. Trailing 4-2 into the eighth end, Holman scored her only deuce of the game to force the extra end. Scotland's Bruce Mowat edged Calgary's Brendan Botcher 6-5 to win the men's title. The sports updates are brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, The Beekeeper, starring Jason Statham, Josh Hutcherson, Jeremy Irons, Dan Lee, Minnie Driver, and Felicia Rashad. In The Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as The Beekeepers. From the director of Fury, and end of watch. And we're also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. At Common Crown, they know the best beer is the one that's earned. What is happening with Coach Ryan Bold, by the way, uh, Clark? Have you, have you maintained or established contact with him at all? Do we know that he's in for today? Ah, okay. Yeah. Clark says that he is confirmed for today. Coach Reinbold. Football guys. <sighs> but he's normally on point. Something must have come up. Interesting. Okay. Well, let me go into the streaming comments. Well, John Ohm. And let's get it out again. John... Um, says, what's the biggest game of the night? John asks questions. He's fond of asking questions that he already knows the answers to. It's the Winnipeg Jets at the Boston Bruins. Come on, John. And I love the fact that it's going to be in the Eastern time zone, so I got a very good chance of watching all of this game tonight. Moose picked the Jets to win, and I picked Boston just to be the contrarian. I think it'll be a hell of a hockey game. Stanley Cup final? Preview? How about that? Darren... Darren in Salt Lake City, Utah, writes that he says, what are the odds Vegas becomes the permanent home of the Super Bowl? Do you know something about that we don't, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City, Utah? As my good friend Gary Echeverry is fond of saying, you know Etch, CFL legendary coach? Yeah, we had his pencil tucked behind his ear. Never is a long time. So I won't say it'll never happen, but I do really think they like to move the Super Bowl around. And there's a long list of cities that want it. What's up? I just heard something in my ear. <laughs> okay, Reinbold has screwed up his times. That's how I would answer that. Clark has just told me that Reinbold is live on Twitter right now with the Jeff Reinbold Show. And you, therefore, Clark, I would assume you have no means of contacting him then. Because he's on Twitter, so how could you? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, how whatever we get him, and I don't assume that'll be, to, I don't assume that'll be today. 
I'd like Reinbold's take. I'm, I mean, listen, give me, give me a little time here. Let me get to this Super Bowl. I got a lot to learn. The last one that I went to was my first in Los Angeles. And I was really getting the lay of the land. When I it, Listen, you all know me. That's why you're watching this show. It took me two years to figure out this place. And now we got the Panthers show going and everything is going great. But it takes me a while to get a read of the room. So in Vegas, I'll put some feelers out to see if maybe the... Why would you say that, Darren, in Utah? Unless you know something. Well, this is the sad thing about sports. Jeff, the Stamps fan, commenting, if you think the, you think the owners of other teams would allow Vegas to have it every year? No way. They would if there's more money to be made. That's literally all that it comes down to. Jeff in Yorkton writes in. He says, they won't keep it in Vegas. Lots of warm places they can play it in if that's the NFL preference. It's not about weather. Nuh-uh. Nope. <laughs> I believe this to be true. It's 100%. 105% about how much money can they make. I was just, listen, I had a conversation this morning on my other side of my life on a business deal, and the guy that I was chatting with rhetorically said, how much money's enough? <laughs> we were talking about a sale of something. How much money's enough? Apparently, there is no answer to that question. The answer is as much as we can get. So if the NFL owners think they can make them more money by keeping it in Vegas, that's what they will do. Allie in Texarkana has checked in. Hey, Allie. She says it's all about the money. It always is. LOL. By the way, the Dallas Stars, are they playing tonight? No, but they lost to the Islanders last night in overtime in Patrick Roy's debut. 3-2 was the final. Bo Horvat scoring in overtime. <laughs> Allie says, show me the money. Allie, you just showed up. You're getting in here late. You want to hear? We got him now. We got him now. I don't know if we can. Can the Game Plus people, are they prepared for us to go to a break? They are? Okay, we're going to go to a commercial, come back with Coach Ryan Bold and Jeff. In the time that we have, can you find out if they're going to keep the Super Bowl in Vegas forever? Because that's the one topic that's just come up every year. We have a lot to get to with Coach Ryan Bold when we come back. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
Oh, yes, talking sports in paradise. And just ahead of Coach Reinbold, we want to remind you that Telemiracle 50-50 is live now. They're 50-50 draw, and it's another way to support Telemiracle and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Get your tickets now at Telemiracle5050.com. Coach Reinbold, which we'll get into, newly named Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Congratulations, Coach. You saw we teed you up before the break. Rumor now is they're going to keep the Super Bowl in Vegas every year. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I just can't see it happening because that thing next to the Olympic Games, it must be the, must be the most bid on championship, you know, maybe the World Cup by those cities. And you're talking about huge, huge, you know, economic impact everywhere that's, that game goes. Okay, I'm with you, um, but I guess we'll find out with it in Vegas this year. If it's that big of a moneymaker and it trumps the other, then they'll do it. It's all about the money. It always is. I don't think it's all about the money you going to the University of Hawaii, going back to the University of Hawaii. Congratulations, Coach. I mean the D-line coach, by the way. Um, exciting times. Can you explain uh, the reasons why you made the move? Well, you know, obviously this is home for me. This is where I live, um, you know, uh, I, I've, I have a deep affinity for this state, for the, you know, the program, for these kids, uh, for the history of this program. Um, and I had always said that, and I had an out in my contract, that if I was given an opportunity to come back to the University of Hawaii, that I would be able to do it. Um, and my agent, uh, you know, Paul Sheehy from Pro Sports in Denver, did a great job. Timmy and I had talked about this for years, for since he first got the job. And it finally became a situation where he wanted to make a change, and um, he called me. Uh, it, it, it was a long process because it's not as easy as you know as it looks, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, uh, particularly out here. Uh, we talked and talked, and I came over and helped him with his winter conditioning program. And finally, on the 17th, they offered me a. They were able to offer me a, a contract, and you know, Paul. Uh, looked at it and gave it gave it his okay, and then we signed it, and now we're full speed ahead. Congratulations, Coach. I'm if you're happy, I'm happy, and I think it's a, a wonderful fit. Uh, but you'll still be talking NFL, and of course, you'll still be talking CFL and ball for all. But of the four games on the weekend, there was one statistical upset, and it was Sunday night. What's your take on divisional playoff weekend? Uh, you know, I thought it was great football, and, you know, it's what playoff football is. It's all or nothing. You're either going to win and get it done and move on to survive, or you're going to go home and watch the next round and the Super Bowl, you know, off the couch. And, and the finality of it, Rod, and it, all of us who've been around pro sports and been in pro sports know that really the regular season is just the preseason, the real season, and where you're judged and where your legacy is built and all of those things is what you do in the playoffs. And I think that when you look at, let's talk about Kansas City right now, you know, everybody, there was all this concern about whether Pat Mahomes could win outside of Arrowhead in the playoffs. Pat, Don't worry about Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is going to be a good quarterback, great quarterback, wherever. You can play the game, you know, in a landfill and he He'd play quarterback pretty damn well. The challenge is, I think Buffalo is starting to develop a mental block about being able to beat the Chiefs because they had chances. When when 
Kansas City fumbles the ball through the end zone instead of getting minimally three points and, and should have got a touchdown out of that and get no points and you have that kind of a momentum switch in a, in a playoff game, you would think you'd be able to finish. And they go down and we hear those infamous words, if you're a Bills fan, wide right one more time as they're trying to tie it and take it to overtime. So I thought Josh Allen did an awful lot. He put the team on his back. Some of their big play players didn't make plays that you need to make. Stephon Diggs, there's a deep ball. He's got both hands on it. He can't finish. Um, even Josh one time, and it was because of pressure, you know, he's got, a, he's got a receiver wide open in the end zone and can't get the ball to him because he can't step up in the pocket and the ball's underthrown. You know, and then and then they dropped another ball. So they had they had three chances, and you get three chances in playoff football. You got to make at least a couple of those if you're going to move on. I'm fascinated by your take, and I think you're right on this mental block thing versus the Kansas City Chiefs. How would you overcome that? Sacrifice a chicken? Have a séance? What What would you do? I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you something. It's, it is, you know, and I'm not, and and I don't want to downplay what the Chiefs did because I thought some of the coaching that went on in the game was, you know, really, really high level. There's one play in particular, Kelsey, who has kind of underachieved on the stretch a little bit. Andy found a way to get him matched up, uh, you know, against AJ Klein. He put Kelsey in the backfield, lined him up like a back to force the linebacker to cover him, and he beats A.J. Klein, who has no chance against Kelsey, on a corner route for a touchdown. And it's those kinds of high-level coaching decisions that I think, you know, separate Kansas City from other teams. You know, like Buffalo, I'm not sure about that fake punt. You know, it's and I'm a big guy. I'm a big believer in, you know, the kicking game and using your kicking game as an offensive weapon. But that was a momentum changer. And, you know, typically to do those things on the at home, you know, I'm sure Sean McDermott's shaking, you know, shaking his head a little bit about himself too a little today. So Kansas City is a very good football team, no matter where they play. When you look at them, where I'm a little concerned about Kansas City, if you if you talk about the matchup with Baltimore. Buffalo ran the ball. That one drive, they ran the ball seven times out of nine plays and took six minutes off the clock to score a touchdown. If you can do that consistently consistently well, if Baltimore can, and Baltimore runs the ball better than Buffalo does, then I think Baltimore will win against Kansas City. If Kansas City can, you know, find ways to continue to make big plays. But, you know, Rod, let's be honest they're they're kind of limited in their weapons. Pacheco was the best offensive player for Kansas City in that game. And, you know, their wide receivers again, Scandling, he can't catch it and he can't carry it. So I don't, you know, I don't I'm not sure I'd put the ball anywhere near that guy. Are the Detroit Lions Canada's are the Detroit Lions America's team the rest of the way, do you think? <laughs> I think I think the Detroit Lions are every underdog's team. Every guy who's a little too short, everybody that's not a little not fast enough, everybody that's kind of overlooked, everybody that's got a chip on their shoulder, they're all Lions fans now. Because what Dan Campbell has done in three years is nothing short of amazing. Rod, you and I have a little historical context on this. The Lions, like we're talking about 1991 
right? 19, none of these guys on the Lions team were even around when, when the went to the, they went to the championship round the last time. It's been 30-some years. And, you know, it, you think about it. In the last, I, I, I saw the statistic today and it was shocked me. I think in the last five years, they've averaged four wins a season, right? And he's been able to take that team and in three years put them in the playoffs and get them to a championship game. Now, you know, they're playing on house money right now, completely. And they're gonna go into they're gonna go into San Francisco and they're not gonna be scared. And they can run the ball. You know, last last year when they drafted the running back out of Alabama with the twelfth pick in the draft, right? Everybody kind of went, What are you doing that for? Right? You got too many other holes. You need big people on defense, some of that stuff. And I think what we've seen is Jameer is really legit. He is, you know, they knew more than we knew right now because that kid was the difference in the game, in my opinion. What you're saying is you and I are so old that we remember when the Lions were good till now. And that's a, <laughs> that's a fact. But you know what? They were talking this morning on the radio here about Dan Campbell when he was hired. You remember the news conference about biting kneecaps? And everybody was laughing at him, saying, "Who is this guy? This guy's a this guy's a meathead." Who's laughing now? Well, you know what? He might be a meathead, right? But I'm gonna tell you something. He's pretty smart, meathead, <laughs> because what he can do, and I think this is really, really important, is that he can lead men, right? And, you know, he's a guy that, yeah, you can get caught up in the image and all the, you know, that voice that he has and, all, you know, all the, the, you know, messages. And last week, he, I don't know what he was doing, a pair of pants. And I don't know what, what he said, we got to get the last of his losing out of here. I mean, but you know what? Because he's, here's the key thing. I, and I, I really believe this 100%. You can be just about anything you want to be as a head coach as long as you're genuine, as long as you're authentic. And so when he gets up and speaks to his team, and I'm sure there's times his players roll their eyes with some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, but they know he is exactly who he says he is, and he does what he says he's going to do, and he loves his players. That's the other thing. Everybody talks about relational coaches now, right? Antonio Pierce, you know, all these guys. Demeco Ryan's well, Dan Campbell's every bit of that. Oh, you, you, Chris Candy was the guy, by the way, on the radio today that said he got in a fist fight on the field with Dan Campbell, and he goes, "Those players love him because in Detroit because he's been there. He wouldn't ask you to do anything he hasn't done before." You get that, right? Yeah, absolutely, because. You know, what you find out about pro football is players want to know, first of all, can you help them get to their next contract? Can you help them stay in the game? Can you help them be better? Right? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is they want to see, are you full of it or are you about it? And there's a difference between those two. And you can't fool them. Right? You might be able to BS them for a while but not very long because these players today are so smart, right? And they're, they come in with different mindsets than when we were playing. They come in now, you just don't do what 
the coach says because the coach says it. They want to know why and they want to know the reason for it and the rationale for it and how it's going to affect their life. And I think that's the facts of coaching in this in this uh, in this generation. And if you can't if you can't get your head around that, you're going to find it's going to be really, really difficult. Hey, last one. Um, I love being in this football mad haven of South Florida. You hear everything. And I'm talking about my buddies that I go for coffee with and hang out with. And they said Belichick was going to Atlanta a month ago. They said that. <laughs> what, you think this is all predetermined or are they just talking noise or how do you think this is going to, where do you think he ends up? Well, I think, I think anytime you're involved in these things, Rod, it ain't over till it's over. Right. And, you know, when is it over? When, when you get that signature on the piece of paper, because he's had two interviews now, Harbaugh's had two interviews now, they have been exhaustive in the process because I'm sure, you know, it's going to be, I, I can't say I'm sure. I would believe it's going to be one of those two guys, but there's no guarantee that those guys, you know, who knows what other suitors they have, right? What is their, what are their conversations with? With the Chargers, what are their conversations with any of the other jobs open in the league? So, so Atlanta has to really be proactive and make sure they have a long list of guys in case they got to go back to number two. I, I just really think that for Belichick in particular, a lot of it's going to come down to how is the thing going to be structured, and what is what is his ability to build the roster. I think those are two things that are real important to him. You know, and he's going to go where he gets that best opportunity. The first thing he's going to have to do if he gets the Falcon job, I think, Rod, is he's going to have to find a quarterback because Desmond Ritter and, you know, they're just not good enough. You know, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter, just not good enough. I don't think as good a coach as Bill Belichick is, I think we've learned that you're the best coach when you got a great quarterback. Isn't it interesting that nobody's talking about the Titans? Like nobody. I read an article this morning. They've interviewed 10 people. Nobody's, does anybody want to go there? Well, I mean, th that, that to me is, you know, one of those jobs that, uh, you know, the, the Titans, and they've, they've been this way since they were the Oilers under Bud Adams. They have a reputation of being kind of a team that doesn't spend an awful lot of money that, you know, there are different, I heard a quote today, Rod, that you'll really appreciate, uh, and it, it was about um, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban said there are two types of owners in pro sports, those that want to make money and those that have a burning desire to win a championship. And I think one of the knocks on the Oilers and the Titans has been that, you know, making money is more important than, you know, doing whatever it takes to win a championship. And, you know, so I think that's one of those jobs that you, you look at it, you got a good young quarterback, you got some weapons, I mean, you're gonna, you know, again, you're not that far away and you're not in a great division. Now, Houston's made the division a little tougher, but, you know, you're not in a great division. The advantage with the Falcon job is you're in a weak division where you should be able to go and compete every year uh, if you can get the quarterback thing straightened out for a championship. Yeah, and Arthur Smith, unfortunately, couldn't do that. Well, the one thing I heard from my football guys here, I'm writing it all down, Coach. There's good jobs, there's bad jobs, 
and then there's just jobs. And they say that Tennessee isn't a good job for the reasons that you're saying. They don't feel that Dallas would have been had it come open. But I can tell. Well, you have something on that before I wind it up? Yeah, I think, I think, that, something. I think that's that there's some there's some a level of truth to that because there's different. Like I like like Mark Cuban said, if your ownership doesn't have a burning desire to win a championship. Let me just say this. There's millions of reasons why each of those jobs aren't bad jobs and it's what your paycheck looks like at the end of the month but you know yeah. if you're driven to win championships which most coaches are then you want to go someplace where you're going to get the best chance and in football uh maybe more than any other sport one guy one position really dictates to a great degree the success that you're going to have, and that's the quarterback position. Well, it's clear you've got a good job. You just, I can see the zen, the aura off you, how happy you are that you're there. So, Coach, congrats, and thanks for doing this. Rod, I appreciate it very much. Are you going to be in Vegas next next week? I get in Wednesday night. <laughs> we got a lot of catching up to do. I'll be there. You? All right, man, I'll see you on Radio Row. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Jeff Reinbold checking right. in from the University of Hawaii. His latest posting is defensive line coach. We'll be right back with overtime after this on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hi, everybody. It is uh, the studio in South Florida. It's so cold here today. I had to go put socks on. Can you believe that? Yeah, how about that? Overtime's brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. Right, Randy and Michelle? Tell them Rod sent you down there, please. It's where skill and fun collide, 28th Street Northeast. Uh, there's not a lot to do when it's this cold out, unless you want to ski and get frostbite. So, or ride a horse in the snow like Ski Jor that's going on in Banff right now. I would just say go down and play hockey indoors at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary and uh, call ahead, book your lanes. And like I said, tell Rod sent you. Baseball has batting cages, golf has driving ranges. Why wouldn't hockey have shooting lanes? Well, they've done it. Randy and Michelle in Calgary, OT Hockey Lanes. We covered a lot of ground today and it's been fantastic. The Random Canuck is watching on YouTube. Bryce said he says, I'm just watching this segment about the AJHL teams going to the BC Hockey League. And I live and I'm born and raised in Sherwood Park. And I'm shocked Sherwood Park is joining the BC Hockey League. He goes, I'm just shocked about all of this. <laughs> Get in line, bro. I, when I say we covered everything, we had Super Bowl with Jeff Reinbold and NFL, and very happy for him that he's going to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. It's where he belongs. But then we talked about the defection of five Alberta Junior Hockey League teams. It's major news in the hockey world. So if you're not interested, sorry, 
then it doesn't pertain to you. It's like these football colleges leaving their conference to go to the rival conference. And uh, so we talked about that, and it's, it's really big news. I'm not going to get into any more of it here now because we covered it earlier at length in hour one. <laughs> Allie in Texarkana says, I'm so tired of this stupid weather, Rod. Give me sun and warmth, Eloa. Well, it's similar to my commentary this morning. You can go read it at rodpeterson.com. In times of trouble, you can say somebody always has it worse than you. You don't usually have to look too far before you can realize that. And my mind was the Bills, a team that blew it again in the NFL playoffs. For me, yeah, I just had to go put socks on, but you know what? It ain't that bad. Allie, I, have you been to Canada this time of year? Whew. It doesn't get much more uncomfortable than that. I'm sorry. From Camper27 on YouTube says, Hats off to you, RP. I like these CFL segments with the likes of Reinbold and Barker. Yeah, I don't even know how it came about. Thank Jeff Reinbold. He, uh, it was his idea to come on. And Barker is sponsored by EMJ Marketing, the speakers bureau that represents me and all the best speakers, I might add. EMJ Marketing. Check them out at emjmarketing.com. Wasn't my idea. Nothing really good is. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, man, it's unbelievable how fast the RP show goes. I know, right? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Colin in Ottawa says, has Coach Reinbold heard talk of trying to get rid of the kickoff in the CFL? What are his thoughts on it? Jeff in Yorkton saying, Colin, good question. Wish he had the, that primed before the interview. Yeah, I didn't see it till afterwards. They're talking about taking the kickoff out of the Canadian Football League, similar to what they did in the XFL. My guess is that it's just talk. That's what I think. Um, stirring things up in the offseason. I could be wrong, but it takes a lot to change something that historic in the Canadian Football League has been my history. I'm sure everybody's in favor of it in terms of safety. I see the co-GM of the BC Lions, Neil McAvoy, saying he's in favor of it. We played our... Um, next week, we'll ask Reinbold. We played our NHL bet, Regal, breakaway bets when Moose was with us back in segment one of this hour. So rewind it if you want. Six games in the NHL tonight. I put, uh, picked Boston to beat the Jets. He picked the Jets. NBA tonight, the Raptors are home to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm telling you what, I'm done talking. We've covered a lot today. We'll do it all again tomorrow with more great guests on the RP Show. Have a great 22 hours, everybody. See you Tuesday. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>